afternoon and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another podcast. It's been a miserable week. We all came crashing back down to earth. Well, not all of us. Bonfer was already there, so we just sort of came down to his <laughs> level. So, uh, speaking of the men, welcome to the third round of the team, Bonfer. Choo-choo! Uh, That's right, Britta. Thanks for that uh, very special intro. Uh, and yeah, the Bombs Express is back. And yeah, feeling as flat as ever this week. Another shit score for me. But uh, look, more important things to talk about this week. That's for sure. But before we do that... Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites, on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Supercoach Elites. Before we kick it off, boys, what did we score on the weekend? Bumps, what did you, uh, miserable score did you put out? Ah, that's, that's a good question, man. Don't even know. Haven't checked Supercoach for like four days. Just been like full on depressed since the Friday night. Um, yeah, actually, don't even know. So I'm going to have to bring that up. Um, 2015, I got. Ah, uh, you want to make an excuse for yourself there? Or? Well, I mean, I can, I can rattle off excuses all day, but uh, the one thing I really did, I VC'd Tom Mitchell this week, right? But I was that oh, bloody depressed Friday night, and, and uh, Saturday, like, real early Saturday, was just that depressed. Did not even bother to check me super coach, and uh, next minute, Cruiser and Gorn both locked out, Alango on uh, the bench, couldn't even get Alango on field to take Tommy Mitchell's bloody VC score. Ended up uh, having to capture Dangerfield, and then I had peanuts like bloody Stephenson and Brasher on field as well. So it was just it was just disastrous. Brother, uh, twenty-one forty-one, a pretty ordinary week. And I'd really like to thank my good friend Elliot Yo for uh, <laughs> not 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 getting to 30, 36, which is what I needed for him to win my league match. And uh, I'm really, I really do appreciate the last quarter where he scored about 40 points to get up to 27 points. So thank, thank you, Elliot. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I don't you. reckon I've ever heard of a more, like, dismal kind of heartache to a super coach game in my life. You first... No, offense to Chris, you first probably one of the easiest so people bad. in the one. And you needed a 40 from Elliot Yo, who didn't even get injured, just put out absolute car car, and you didn't get it. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's up there. I scored 2,023. I tried to pull up all stops to get my league game, including putting Venables on late for Liam Ryan, um, changing from Tom Mitchell to Dusty for VC, and then going with Dangerfield, and... Uh, yeah, so pretty dismal week for me, but hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it, boys? Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Liam Ryan news. I mean, we might start the top of the podcast with Liam Ryan. Six to eight is what they're recording. Uh, still in the days. We'll have the full results out tomorrow, but going in for scans, cracking the leg. Um, what's your Liam Ryan pram, Britta? Um, have you even had a look into it yet? Or Yeah, I've got plenty of money sitting there so I was going to go one of my rookie forwards up to Franklin this week and Ryan kind of made that decision pretty easy um, yeah pretty shattering news the guy's been playing fantastic he's been so fun to watch and I guess six to eight weeks he might be a nice downgrade option but I'll be moving him for a premium this week did you get Riley Bonner last week I did okay was that for Hibbert yeah um, uh, chuckles, chuckles, <laughs> what my thoughts? Oh, my thoughts! I got sucked into that piece of shit Bonner as well, man. That's that's my thoughts. Nah, don't but, worry, uh, Hibbert's trash. Did you try to give it? Nah, I kept Hibbert, man. I, I went. Oh, that's I went even worse, bro. Oh, yeah. even worse. Yeah, no, nah, Hibbert's good. He Not wasn't good, bro. Yeah. He did the same thing, too. just inflated. Actually, See his numbers? He did nothing. 
Yeah, but <laughs> hits targets this week. That's all he's got to do. I'm actually so glad. Like, I had Green and Sicily last week, too, just having to play around with my team then putting them on the field. It looks ah. Yeah, I get Toby. Heaps better. Heaps better. I get Toby Green and Franklin this week. I'm feeling a bit better. Green, the blow. Green and Franklin. Uh, yeah. Boss, what's your plan for uh, Liam Ryan? Oh, mate, I'm holding Liam Ryan, not even going to contemplate trading him out unless it was a season-ending injury, like uh, break-even negative 88. Like, I'm not going to trade him out now just to bring him back in in a few weeks down the line. So he can just sit on me pine, and um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll have a look, and, you know, Stephenson might get dropped, so maybe I'll move Stephenson on this week. But if Stephenson plays, maybe I'll move Tommy Alango on, and maybe I'll go pay up a little bit and get Tim English or something, and, and Ryan can just be my uh, loophole option moving forward. Yeah, see, so I've got Stephenson and Ryan as well. Um, I've also got Venables, which was just a kind of stick it up your ass bumper because you were all and I didn't want to be the same. So that's kind of cost me. So I think Venables might keep his spot now with Liam Ryan being out, but I can't see Stephenson holding his spot with, you know, Dugowie, Fasolo and Jamie Elliott to come back in. I actually think Paul Steph will be the first one out. So... Um, I think I'll probably just do the one trade this week, but um, for now I'll be holding Liam Ryan unless something of great value pops up. I might even have a look at because uh, my plan is to get Ed Richards um, with either Stevenson or Liam Ryan, so I might even have a look at Ryan to a Croden or something. I, I really loved his game, and let's go straight into the Bubble Boys this week. Um, we'll go straight into Mitchie Croden. First, break-even of negative 31, scores of 29 and 72. He's at 117K, uh, but those pressure acts on the weekend were kind of bulk points. He was just harassing, tackling. He was super, super impressive um, and got big praise from Rossi Lyon. Either of you boys remotely at all looking at Mitch Crowden? Brenner? No. Or Bumps? No, I'm not, I'm not looking at him. Um, I don't know. They've they got a lot of they got. A, I don't know. They just got a lot of young players in their team at the moment. I, I just don't know if Croden can average high enough to warrant uh, bringing him in. So I'm just going to give him a miss. And I think you know we got Jack Higgins who debuted this week as well, and and all reports Paula Hearn's not too far away too. So I mean, there's no one in real need to kind of downgrade at the moment unless you wanted to move Ryan on. But um, if you wanted to move Ryan on, then yeah. Your hand's kind of forced then, isn't it, if you're looking for a forward-line player? But I'd wait for Higgins. Brent? Um, if I had no money in the bank and I had maybe Stephenson and Rayner, I'd consider going and moving one of them to bring in a crowd in Croton. But um, I just think it's simply it's too early. There's no one that's really generated enough cash. And um, yeah, you're kind of almost just wasting a trade on a guy who might be okay where you... I don't know, like Bonfer said, Higgins looked fantastic, and if you get back-to-back weeks of him being really nice, and you, you probably go pull the pin on that. I don't hate the crowd and pick, and I think um, he could easily be a guy who averages 50 to 60, which is more than enough for a rookie. The pressure thing is pretty good to see. Guy's been all around it. I think he was the most pressure defensively player, but he also seemed to be the guy who was under the most pressure every time he touched the ball. He was just in the heat the whole time, handled it well. Just That's just too early. That's as simple as it is, and I don't have anyone to drop down to him. He is a bit forward as well, so for those teams running... That's handy. Yeah, that are looking at maybe had enough of Brayshaw or had enough of Uniaki or Dow or whoever they're running, I mean, you know, you want to get rid of uh, Tim Kelly right now because you don't think he's going to hit his break-even this week. Um, wow. 
you know, there's <laughs> options there too. So I don't hate Croden. Uh, let's talk about big uh, press red for Ed, Eddie Richards. Uh, break even of negative 50, some scores of 49 and 81. Arguably one of the best players on the ground in that first quarter on the weekend. Uh, 135k. Are either of you getting Ed Richards this week? Right. Yeah, I'm having a having a good look at him. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, yeah, no, I'm having a good look at him because uh, I'm looking to potentially even move uh, LDU on as well. So um, he was someone in that first quarter. I think he scored nearly 40 points in that first quarter as well. There wasn't he just sick in that first quarter? Uh, and and I think that's what we saw through the JL. Wait, was it the JLT or the AFLX? Whatever we saw him in in the uh, in the preseason, and, and we both liked him. And and I kind of said, well. If he, if you started round one, I would have selected him for sure, I think, in defence. Um, they've got a lot of players to replace down back the dogs from, from last year's team, and they're just sort of fine-tuning it. And, look, they, they seem to want to give him the ball at most opportunities. And I thought what he did really well was take that, um, you know, the, like that 45-degree angle kick um, yeah. on back indoors. He, he seemed to want to take that kick, and he hit it most times uh, than not on, on the weekend too. So, yeah, I really like him as a selection. I think the problem we have with these rookies is just that because we've only had one round of price rises, there's just not enough. There's a, like I don't see enough merit in downgrading some of the guys we already have to someone like a Richards. Ideally, this would have happened in like three weeks or so. Yeah, it's going to be more of a like correcting your team. So for me, Ed Richards is definitely I got sis down back. So um, it'll be either Stephenson or Ryan out at this stage due to the injury. Um, flick Sicily up forward and bring Ed Richards in, which I kind of like actually a lot because I think those defensive rookies are offering a lot more than the forward rookies are. So um, I think that'll actually correct my team pretty well also. Uh, Bretta? Um, I like the Richard Richards pick. Uh, exactly what Bonfer said with that 45-degree kick. He opened the game up and he just hit that target every time. And every time he touched the ball, you just expected him to nail a tricky target and he was taking the risky kick and I think the Bulldogs need that um, I think it's Luke Beveridge is he their coach? Yeah yeah, yeah. adores people who can hit the tricky targets out of the back line and that's what he built that grand final team on um, elite ball users off half back Richards is that he looked more than capable at defending too which is sometimes where these younger players get caught out um, my only problem is the only way I can get Richards in for someone without just you know, getting rid of Dodie or Finlayson or Murray for no reason or Murphy is um, if I move Finlayson to the midfield and get rid of Brayshaw and I don't think I want to do it. So I think it's more of a situational thing where if you have the right pieces, like I know you boys both want to move on Stephenson and you can, at least one of you can move Sicily to the forward line. Like this, that's a nice way to do it and I do recommend doing that if you can. I just don't think I'm in a position to do it and have the luxury of doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. Don't go moving heaven and earth and destroying your teams just for these these trades. I mean, I wouldn't recommend going Brayshaw and putting Finlayson in the midfield if you couldn't get him on the field. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's the only way I can do it. I don't like it either. Yeah, so... Which, I think... Are you going to be fielding Finlayson bumps, or...? If I... Well, if I moved him to the midfield... So, if I moved him to the midfield, I would bench Brayshaw, field Finlayson, and play Murray in defence. That's what I I would switch it around. And I've got no issue with that. That's... So, um, but I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth and having Finlayson sitting on the bench because they've just, I mean, him and him, Dode and Murray now, they're just putting out too much points on that field. Um, did you, did you both trade Norton? Yeah. No, I held. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
I mean, I held to. He was uh, pretty good on the weekend, so I was pretty happy with that. Uh, Jack Henry, boys, I think he's the other big bubble boy uh, Bubble boy. we need to talk about. Bubble boy. <laughs> uh, break even at negative 46. Scores of 27 and then 93 at 123k. I think uh, Mitchie Cronin's been trading more teams than Henry, um, even though Henry's going to have that big score in his system. Is there any... Who would you go? Would you go Cronin or Henry? I would go Cronin because I don't think you need to bring in a defender. (coughs) Henry's a forward, isn't he? I, I know that he plays full back. I'm not sure yeah, what he's, what's he yeah, listed Jack as. Henry is a forward in Supercatch. He's listed as a forward. Okay, okay. Well, he's playing as full back. Well, then I'd go Jack Henry then. Correct. I think it's a coin toss. They put out similar scores. They'd... Oh, actually, no, I'd take Croden. I think Croden's probably a little bit more likely think, to keep his spot yeah, in his team. And I think I like Croden's uh, kind of pressure, and I think he's got more upside. Jack Henry, though, I mean, um, oh, what's the guy from. Geelong's name. Henderson and Henderson and Harry Taylor is that yeah, what yeah, you're Harry Taylor, about? Yeah, yeah so they're going to come in. <coughs> well, Harry, I think is out for a little bit, but Henderson's yeah. got to come back in too. So that's a bit of my only worry for Henry. Although that 93 in the system, I mean, if he backs that up with a 60 or 70, there's some serious cash gain to be made there. There's also mm-hmm. Radicalia and Sarah and Willie Rioli, but right now I think if you are downgrading, you've got a lot more value on offer. Um, than those three, so um, unfortunately won't get uh, bulk bulk minutes. Um, but just to recap, Brad, are you trading Ryan? Trading at this stage, yeah. Yep. Trading Ryan. You're holding Ryan. Yep. And I am sitting on the fence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> at, at this stage, I'm most likely holding. Um, but it'll just depend on what I can do when I have a little bit more of a play. Um, Zachy Merritt, boys. Uh, big shout-out to Bomber Pete, who's a big listener of the, of, of the page. Um, Zach Merritt. Bombs, we'll start with you, because you got him. It's the same case every week. He's dropped down to around 500k. Um, what's your rage trade? Oh, I'm, I'm incredibly... I'm full of rage at the moment. I'm like... Pretty much, if uh, if Yo didn't cost Brett of the game, you 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 just wouldn't even know who I am today. Put it that way. Uh, that that Yo thing probably just kept me a little bit sane. But um, he's going for me. I've had enough of this. I've had an absolute enough of this. Three weeks in a row. I know one was a concussion. One was a ninety-five, whatever it was. And then he got tagged on the weekend um, and only put up a fifty-three. I know Essendon were just quite dismal, but um, in that fifty-three, geez, he even kicked a goal in there as well. My God. Um, He's gone. He's gone. It may not be the right thing to do. His break even is 158. He's only worth 500,000. Um, but uh, at this stage, he's gone. And I'm looking to Parker. I'm looking to Bryce Gibbs. Um, I'm probably not as much looking to Lockie Neal. And I'm looking towards Josh Kelly as well. So uh, and, and Clary as well. So there's five options there that I'm looking towards. And um, I'm probably going to go with the one of them. Brett, what would you be doing if you had zero? I'd probably be... Uh, logging on to Supercoach and just sort of trying to delete my team, see if that's an option. Uh, <laughs> not sure we can. Uh, a little seriousness. Yeah, he's got to go. Um, I don't think I've ever been more right with a take in my entire life than I have been with Zach Merritt this year, but I've been gloating for a few days and I've learnt my lesson because I was humbled very quickly by Elliot Young, so I'm not going to go on about it too much. 
Um, yeah, you just go and trade him, and you just get the best option that you think is available. Just put it in the rearview mirror. I mean, it's three weeks. It's one round, especially if you're playing for league. It's not that big a deal. Just go and fix the error and punch forward. Yeah, you got Josh Kelly versus Fremantle. You got yeah Clary coming off a bad game. Not a bad game, just a subpar game. Those is a lot out there that don't have danger fields. So there's plenty of options for Zach Merritt to be moved up to. I'd probably hold, and that's being out of pure stubbornness. Um, right now, it's a I've season actually, killer man, though. I've actually gone and added him to my watch list. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Because if you could turn things around, uh, it'll be a pretty handy option running forward uh, at that cheaper price. So, not necessarily well, going to get him, but he's in my watch is list. Is Bonfer trading? Yeah, Bonfer's trading. Oh, well, he goes 150 next week. He goes 150 next week, no doubt. And they got Port Adelaide right here, so. Um, Doesn't matter, they don't tag. Yeah, but they, they do. Yeah, they do. they're, they're going to bully him. There, there's two teams that I think their midfields are very scary for the opposing um, midfielder. I think one's Port and the other one is uh, Geelong, but Ablett's down at the moment. So that's uh, probably good for Dangerfield. But I just that Port midfield are just big bullies and big bodies, and I actually worry about Merritt. I think Ebert's going to run with him. Um, because he's their ball user. He uses that ball so well. And they know if they take him out of the game, they, uh, they're they going to beat that midfield. There's no one else there now. And you spoke about Big Brody's Brett, so that's the big worry for Zachy Merritt. Um, Gary Ablett, boys. I mean, we're still waiting for results on how long this injury is going to be this hammy. But for those who have him, Brett, I will start with you. Where would you be training Gary Ablett to? Again, same sort of situation as Merritt for me. Just go and get the best player. You can't have $600,000 sitting on your bench for a long stretch of time. I think it's they said rough guess, like four to six or something like that. It was more serious than the three-weeker. Um, yeah, just simple. It's a big problem to have. Just fix it with a simple sideways trade. Uh, yeah, and you know, they're these kind of players that the, the injuries do occur to, and they do happen all the time. Uh, Bonds? Same kind of same I, situation with you. Well, I, my rule is um, I won't trade a premium player if it's uh, two weeks or less. And I, and I don't think it's going to be more than two weeks. I'd be holding Ablett. Do you not worry that now with the hamstring especially? I was saying before the game he shouldn't have gone across uh, the West Coast. Well, I mean, it's just you should have been. I don't, think, I don't think, yeah, that's just a coincidence. But I think if you're picking Ablett at the start of the year, you know what you're going to sign up for. You knew that this was going to happen at some stage. And you don't bail on him just because he's going to miss one game. You go. Haven't they said it's more serious that. than the last one? No, I thought it was only one week. There's enough news on it right now from when we're doing podcasts, but. Um, I thought yeah. Brad Scott said it was only Chris Scott, whoever the one that. They, they Scott had to go in for, for scans. It was it was uh, Chris, but. Yeah, that's right. We'll move on from that. Uh, Michael Walters. Anyone heard any news on his hand yet? No, look, it should just be stomped on and probably just a little bit bruised. What do you hope so? Probably um, a bit more than that, would it? Be really unlucky. Yeah, well, I just did, I couldn't find anything on him, so I just wasn't sure if you wanted, uh, either of you had seen anything. Um, Jack Billings, boys, we all, all three of us own. Um, Bonfa, you're rage trading Zeret. Why are you not rage trading Jack Billings? Billings is a Ford and he's averaging like 40 more than Zeret. Yep, but Zeret also got knocked out. And so it's averaging 11. Yep. No, no, no. Look, um, Jack Billings, no, I picked him as a premium to start the year in the forward line. I'm optimistic um, that he will um, pick these scores right back up. I mean, look, if 
St Kilda are playing quite pathetic, then you know someone like Jack Billings is not going to be still the top of their scorers. I mean, do you guys have his numbers from the weekend? But I don't even think his numbers were low. I don't, you know, it's not like he had like a ten or twelve possession game. Um, any of you got it handy for me? How many he had on the weekend? Oh, we'll have it in two seconds. Yeah, but I don't think it was that bad, was it? Or seventeen? I just looked up. Nah, now, yeah, seventeen and then looking, a bit of everything too. And there was a lot of handballs in that as well. Like for a bloke that only had four kicks in a game, he scored fifty-four. Um, I know people are going to be frustrated because the week before against North, you know, he only scored seventy-nine. But I mean, I look at that and again, like St Kilda were just pathetic that game. Um, you know, that, that didn't win the that didn't win the game of football. But the week before, on a winning side, he goes one hundred and thirty-three. So. I think for me, Jack Billings, I'm just, I'm just holding. I'm going to stick fat with him. Um, I think the difference between you know the forward line and the midfield is that there are a lot of midfielders who score a lot of points, and um, you know the forward line, you know, it's, it may even still a little bit up in the air as to you know who he, who even is top six, top eight. Yeah, I love it that you touch on that. There is no way I haven't even remotely thought about trading Jack Billings. Like even with his no, 54. And he's that popularly owned, um, like his owning his ownership in percentage is one in four teams as well. So, um, and it's not like you know that's going to go down to like one in eight by the end of this week. So he's still popularly owned. I can't. Okay, that word always screws me over. That word there, but he's still owned by enough teams. I think to to not worry about, I guess, nicking him off at this stage. Breda, you haven't even considered it. No, don't trade the links. You're still top six. I agree. Jesse Hogan, boys. Hasn't he put on a bit of a clinic in the last couple of weeks? 70, 125, 145. Break even of negative 10. Uh, 437k. He's averaging, what was it, 21 disposals. Uh, he's kicked nine goals, three. Averaging nine score involvements currently at the moment, too. Very, very popular. Is he just flavour of the month, or can he do this for the rest of the year, Breda? Um, I feel like this is one that could we could get horribly wrong. This could be the Clayton Oliver of this year. I think, I honestly think it's flavour of the month, but I am terrified that he maintains this. Not maybe not this, maybe not 135 over the last two weeks, whatever it is. But I think, yeah, I expect him to dip. I expect him to average 80 to 90 for the season, and the fact he's averaging what is it like 110 at the moment thereabouts. Yep. Uh, he's going to need a few games that are pretty low, and I think there's going to be games where Melbourne get battered. And um, I think Hogan's going to be struggling. I know he's playing quite a bit of midfield minutes, which is nice to see. But, yeah, as the season goes by, I do think his production will drop considerably. Yeah, people raving about all this mid-time stuff and all this sort of crap. But the reality is he's only touching the ball five more times a game. And, um, look, I understand the context of being a key forward, that that's a fair bit. But the numbers he's put out now, they're just not going to be representative of the year as a whole. He's... Like you said, kicked nine goals in three games, including a bag of five there against Brisbane. Brisbane is a bit of a bunny team for him. I'm not a bunny team, but a, a team he tends to dominate as well. Um, I'm not certainly considering it at this stage. And uh, to be convinced on him, I don't want to see 10 weeks of data, I, I would have thought. Yeah, he's and they've f- played the Lions and the Roos too. They're trash. So Yeah. 437k as well. I mean, what are you really missing by waiting a couple of weeks and, and seeing what happens? 100. Yeah. And I'd rather see the sample size and pay the extra 100k, I think. And you know what? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, man. But, like, these fixture coming up, like, he comes up against Hawks, Richmond, and Essendon in the next three. Like, you got some quality defenders there, Frawley, Rance, and um, Hurley. Yeah. 
I don't... Look, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's worth a sideways from Billing for one, which is probably the most common trade for Jack Billings right now. Um, and, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I don't know how how he, much he can keep this up. Um, I think there's going to be some fr- just as much frustrating scores from him as there will be anyone else. So I, I'm not a big fan of the sideways, especially with your primos. Um, if you can go up to him, by all means, take the risk. If you've got the cash laying around, um, I don't hate it. If you you know you're going one up and moving one up one down, moving Stephenson up to a um, Hogan, and you want to take that risk, then go for it. But I think, yeah, it's not one that... Can, can any of you see him finishing top six? No. No. Yeah, uh, neither can I. Um, we kind of briefly spoke about trades, but you want to touch on that again? What trades are you looking at doing this week, boys? Uh, so I'm looking at LDU to um, to Richards uh, via DPP with Finn Layson. Yeah. Um, I'm half contemplating the lingo to Tim English or Stephenson to Tim English. Um, and I'm also contemplating Zeret to another premium. So I've got a, I've got a fair bit to think about so over the next few days. So you three trades. That's great, boss. Uh, four. Uh, four. Um, we, might, we, might, we might also get one of the boys to put up on Facebook or, and Twitter at some stage how to utilise the DPP trading because I know it's for the veterans of Supercoach, it's easy done. You know what you're doing. But I think it is a, a clever little strategy that some people might not know about. So we'll chuck that up at some stage. I'm just doing the one trade, though. No DPP. No switching around, nothing silly. Cash in the bank, Liam Ryan to Buddy Franklin. Franklin's run's going to be nice over yeah. the next seven, eight weeks, which often has reminded me of. And, yeah, going to make the most of it. Yeah, Franks is in my watch list at the moment. I think he'll probably be my first upgrade target. Uh, mine at the moment is just going to be the one. It's probably going to be Sicily up forward via Stephenson at Ryan and bringing Eddie Richards in at the moment. And then I'll also have a look around. Um probably get sucked into Mitch Crow and probably get on the source Friday night and, and make the double, you know, how I am. But, uh, yeah. I feel like that's the kind of player you bring in. You super coach last minute intoxicated. It's... Well, you know, he was my boy during the Freo preseason podcast as well. I didn't actually yeah. expect him to debut this early too. So maybe I'll have to be on uh, a total alcohol ban on Friday night. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we go from there. Um, the Elites versus the Limos versus the World League. Sorry, the Elites versus the Exotic Limo uh, versus the World. Uh, Breda, you beat Chuckles this week. Uh, Sorry, Chuckles. Congratulations there. Um, uh, good old friend of the show, Peter Legato. Um, <laughs> Timmy from the Exotic Limo crew uh, smashed me, which wasn't very hard. Um, and Abel, Fable Abel, Stable Abel, took Bonfer to the absolute cleanest. Yes, he uh, did. Congratulations there, boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, although I didn't get the, the W in any of the leagues that I wanted to get it in, um, it was really, really good to have league games back. You know, you went from not just focusing on your own 30 players, but now, you know, to a, to a wider spectrum, looking at 44, hoping players do bad as well as your players do good. It's uh, This is what Supercoach is all about. It's uh, getting super, super exciting again. In our group, um, top score this week was Jason. How hard is it? It was a 2369. So, uh, great effort there. Uh, and this week in the Elites versus the World, Bombs are coming up against Russell. Uh, gravy, gravy roll. Uh, I'll be uh, BBB, bring back bananas, uh, Neto, and uh, you've got Studley Park up uh, there, yeah, Studley Park studs, Bretta. That yeah, guy's good. Yeah. That guy was good last year. Yeah, been a big fan of the show for a long time. Uh, ready for some questions, boys? Yeah, far away. Start with uh, the Facebook question. 
Jamie Hall, bit of a crystal ball question. But any rookie price players who haven't played yet looking good for a call-up in the next two or three that we haven't heard of? Got a few cows that may not get the pastures I wanted, and I need them out early. <laughs> I reckon Ahern's getting called up in the next month. Um, gee, aside Harrison, from Ahern... Harrison, Harrison Wig, is he close yep. to Yeah, he played yep, in there for the weekend too. Played good. Very good. There, yeah. yeah, he'll be back pretty soon. He'll be walking to that side pretty soon. It's, uh, it's pretty good because I don't know, you know, for those who are new to the podcast, um, over the last couple of years, I've done an around the ground segment as well, um, focusing on the kneeful and the waffle and things as well. So as those leagues all start really kicking up a gear, uh, that'll be definitely coming back in. So kind of just getting people prepared for who's on the bubble. But at the moment, yeah, I think I heard that was uh, Brad Scott coming and said that the other day, didn't he, boss? Yeah. They just need yeah. a bit of confidence. Yep. Yeah, um, they said they just needed a bit of um, yeah, match fitness into him. And uh, Harrison Wick. There was one. What about Stradica? Stradica. Well, Sandlin's yeah, no, yeah. got off. What? Didn't he get one week? No, got off. Ah, oh, well, don't worry about did it. Did Sean Darcy get... Sean Darcy's done his ACL. Dreaming? No, he's done his ACL. Okay. Oh, that did happen. PCL, one or two. I can't, can't remember who he's out for a year. That's upsetting. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty upsetting too. So... Um, yeah, there was one at West Coast as well. I can't remember who it is now. Uh, with Liam Ryan going down, that was pretty good on the weekend. JJK, what is he, one or two weeks away? JJK should be back this he week. He should be back, so yeah. Interesting with Waterman in teams. Oh, oh, Waterman's a different kind of player. He plays the way he was playing. I'm confident, yeah. I was about to say that. I'm I think he'll stay. I think it'll just selected. be probably JJK for Liam Ryan. And I think Venables yeah. is probably the next to go over Waterman. Yeah. But they've got a few there. They've got Ainsworth, don't they? Um... And, uh, Jesus, uh, really? before the oh, start of Jared year. Brander oh, Jared Brander is the one. Team Brander. Yeah. He's, he, the one. He but he's more of a key position, isn't he? Yeah. He, uh, he clunked a few big marks on the weekend, too. Actually played well um, for uh, the Waffle side. So, yeah. Th- look, there's a couple of names there. Uh, Sebastian Oliver. Did Elliot Yo produce the worst ever Supercoach performance relative to his price tag and time on ground? Brett? Oh, Yes. Just straight yes, that was so hideous. I can't recall the last time a player over five hundred thousand spent, you know, eighty six percent time on ground, whatever it was, and only scored twenty seven. Yeah, you know, you know what frustrates me so much about it too. What all all preseason, right? Bonfer's whole thing was, I'm not picking Elliot Yo because he's playing in the midfield. He only is good when he plays in defence. <laughs> so I see him lighting up a full back. I'm like, oh, here we go, boys. Intercept marks. He'll have forty by quarter time. And yeah, doesn't get a kick for three quarters and goes in the midfield and dominates. So that just sort of sums up Bonfer's year with predictions and stuff. And yeah, I heard about that. You know what happened though, Brett? They um they played him at fullback, not centre half back. Maybe that was the mistake. Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) I uh, I I can't recall ever picking Elliot. Yeah, that's the mistake. Ever seeing the worst one. He's in, he's in my watch list right now, too. That'll be a pretty handy pickup. Uh, Nelson Moody, is Shane, is Shane Savage a top six defender come season's end? <sighs> that's so um, open right now, so yeah. it's a possible yes. Yeah, I'm with Greta, maybe. Uh, my opponent had him as a pot on the weekend, so that was a bit of a killer. Um, that Liam Ryan question, we've already... Uh, Answered enough on that. Uh, Kobe, Seamus, Billings, LDU, Brayshaw. How long do we keep for? Billings, Billings for 22 rounds, yeah. <laughs> Brayshaw. Um, L- one more stinker. One more sub-40 type score. 
yep. without without a big one in there. And I think Brayshaw could be given a bit more leniency. I reckon Brayshaw, that was only his first bad score of the year. Yeah, but you're off. Yeah, but if he goes 30 again. I'm, I'm right off LDU myself. Corey, so what if you go LDU, man. The ch- oh, man, yeah, I'm holding LDU this week. They're playing Carlton. Mm-hmm. LDU's a good footballer. He's he's, he's right, going right. to be Carlton's good, too. Carlton's good. good. Don't be disrespectful. Um, no, they're good, man. I'm not worried. And I'm not... And it's like... I, why do I have to trade LDU this week? And this is this is what the community should be asking themselves. Why? His break-even is 16. Like, at worst, it gets you another week. Like, you know... You're going to get 16? With, I, I do. I reckon he gets 16 easy. Um, <laughs> DPP with Higgins... Like, it's not like there's rookies that are on the bubble that are just smashing the door down that it's like, you have to get me. Uh, I think, look, Richards, for me, is kind of that, but I can get that another way. Um, And we've got rookies coming up, too. We've got players that have played one game. I I just don't see the urgency. If LDU somehow comes out this week and scores 100, and you've just traded him, you screwed up. You know, this is a perfect example. It's kind of Newman last year for me. When I had that choice during that week, and I chose Newman over whoever else it was to get rid of, to, to get that cash grab because his first two scores, or the scores prior, you know, were coming up and he was on the bubble, and I probably went a week early to, to, to go down to cash, and didn't give him that time to generate, and he came out and he scored 150 or something, and then my season was absolutely cooked. Um, I'm not saying I to use going to be the same, but I just think everyone is just looking for an excuse to trade these players. Because we've got rookies that are here, and and, and that uh, looks that that worries me. If he He's comes really out the and scores sixty, coach seventy, the last eighty, yeah, I know. <laughs> last year I just would have freaking traded this guy out straight away. Um, so look, LDU is the least of my concerns right now. Like I'm more worried about players that aren't going to play than I am about fixing my team. Hypothetically, this week, if 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 my whole team was fit. Um, Ryan wasn't interested, in, injured. Stephenson wasn't playing. Uh, Stephenson was playing. I wouldn't be trading. Um, but the the fact is that I don't think Stephenson's going to be there. And yeah, that's where I'm at. But I just, I just cool. don't think LDU has to go. Um, he's really going, really going about for LDU. I love it. Yeah, he's going to come out and score like 15 this week, and I'm just going to be. Yeah, up shit creek. Uh, to which of non-Uber premiums do you trade Zach Merritt to if cash is not a factor? So non-Uber premiums being probably 600 plus around that probably 550 mark. Uh, Bobs? So between 550 and 600, oh, is look, that the you question? Can go, you can go 5 to 6 or even lower. Okay, so yes, yeah, so I'm pretty much in this exact um, predicament as I guess whatever this bloke is suggesting. Then. Um, so where I'm looking at is <laughs> looking at Clary Oliver, 603,000. Looking at Josh Kelly, 602,000. Looking at Bryce Gibbs, 575. I had a sneaky look at Pendlebury at 574, but I don't think I can do it. Had a little look at Lock, Guineal at 561 and Parker at 551 would be my options. Um, look, the only reason I probably won't take Parker is I've already got three what I would call premium Swans players in my team and adding a fourth one's just really I think I don't know I like having a kind of even spread amongst teams that's just me personally Bryce Gibbs I've got a thing a bit of an affiliation with because I said all pre-season he was going to be the best Adelaide midfielder you know in terms of uh, super coach output so I, I kind of like him 
Um, and Clary just showed that he can get tanned out of a game on the weekend. He, he got done by uh, Ben Jacobs, didn't he? Um, who Melbourne got this week? Did they play a team with a tagger? Check for you. They play Hawks. Nah. Yeah, so, so how? Yeah, how, no, how? How does it do. tag? He'll run with. Well, it's just more of a yeah. run with than a tag, I reckon. Yeah, quite similar, though. Um, nah, Jacobs so, is a run with player. Jacobs is a pest. I'm leaning towards Bryce Gibbs at this stage. Yep. No mention of Lukey Parker, your boy Bonfer. That's probably the one I, you've got wrong. I literally oh, just, said. just said that uh, the only reason I won't take Parker is because I've already got three other Swans premiums. Okay, there um, you go. And I don't want a fourth Swans premium, not not this early in the year. Uh, mine that I like is if you don't have him is Canelio. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think people might be reluctant to pick him up because they missed that first cash game. But, man, he's been good. Um, I really do like Gibbs and Bonfa. probably owe you an apology because um, he has been absolutely amazing. Like, I, I think just coming to... I think just coming to a better team like Adelaide, he's just an offensive weapon, um, which is bog points. So, look, I, I don't mind Gibbs. Mine still would be Clary. Um, take that one game out of it. I think he's still a gun. But, yeah, Clary or or Canelio, probably for me. What about you, Brett? Uh, yeah, Canelio, Gibbs. Fife is still sub-600 if somehow he didn't start with him. Oh, um, Paddy Cripps, I think, still an option. Um, yeah, they're the sort of ones floating around at that sort of range. I mean, Sloan's dropped off dramatically. He's not really anything anymore, supercoach-wise. Trelaw's too inconsistent. Um, JPK, I, I don't know if you could really consider that. He's only averaging 95. Um, no massive score yet. He's down to 540. That's one who's pretty consistent, but I don't think he's top eight, so I wouldn't really be trusting it. And, uh, Can I yeah. ask you a question on Cripp? Do you still think he can be top eight? Still no, haven't changed on that. Bombs? I think he's. I think he's a top twelve. I don't think he's a top eight. Uh, yeah, I don't think this. I honestly don't think there's any way he could be top eight. Not yet. Anyway, he's got. To, he needs to fix his kicking ability to be able to become top eight. Do you reckon Bryce Gibbs is a lock for top eight? I don't know if he's a lock, but mm. I've got him pretty high. Um, he's. I would say such an like I said, such an offensive weapon. He's a consistent player as well, Gibbs. Like. It's like every week, just a stack of score involvements, a goal or two or three himself. Like He's such a good kick. He's just such a good player. So as you got Titch, Dusty, Dangerfield. I think they're all pretty much locks for top three. Yeah. After that, probably Fife. Would he be your four? I have Fife ahead of Dusty. That's cool. So they're all top four. Then you've got Clary and Kelly. That's yeah. five and six. Then after that, it's what? Uh, so Jack McRae's averaging 131, oh, Canelio 124. I can't believe we didn't actually give Jack McRae more love. He's probably the one. He's over 600, so that's yeah. why I didn't mention him. Yeah, he's actually so good. Keep going. I know. Yeah, he's, how's that Bond guy going? No, we'll get back to that later. That's all right. <laughs> um, so there's your six. McRae, seven. I don't even think that Oliver and Kelly are necessarily locks for five and six, to be honest. I think after the first four, it's quite yeah, open. so do I. I think okay. from okay. probably five to, to maybe... Twelve, yeah, like, it's quite open. I think when Matt Crouch comes back, I, I think he's still up there. Even Crouch, I'm one hundred percent, one hundred percent getting Matt Crouch. Yeah, Absolutely getting Matt Crouch. Crouch, yeah. Crouch and Gibbs together, I think both can be top eight. Yep, I agree. Yeah, like, Chris McRae maintains his scores. Yeah, I do. He can't maintain. 
I don't think sorry. I don't 20. think he, he's one thirty, but he's definitely like I think he's finishing the season one hundred and ten plus with ease, and I'm not surprised mm. if it's one fifteen or one twenty. Well, then that that needs to be a lock then for top eight. Yeah. I would. Yeah, well, like I said, I think he will be top eight. Mm. I'm sorry. Way... I'm so that's the one I missed. That's the one I'm so angry I missed. Yeah, the way they <laughs> play the rest of their team. The only player whose role doesn't get affected is Jack McRae. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like Luke Beveridge, week to week, wants to try something new with his whole team, but the one person he doesn't want to change is McRae. Mm. Um, yeah, which I really, really like. Uh, what do we do with... I was touching half of these, but I want to touch on the others. Uh, Lockie Keefe, Norton, Brayshaw, Giles Langdon... Norton and Brayshaw, you hold. I don't even know why you'd consider... Or Brayshaw, I can understand, but Norton's break-even to negative one. Um, it's, it's about fixing those non-playing rookies. You can't now, with all these injuries, just keep running zeros. You have to correction or trade. You probably should have correctioned them last week. But Keith to Richards, is that probably the most common sense That's one? That's easy. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And Giles Langdon, look, if you can't go to... Um, to uh, any of the ups, like we got Croden, um, Henry. You've just got, unfortunately, it's not going to benefit you much in the long run. It will now, it won't. But you've just got to sideways trade them. All right, how's this? How's this for scenario? Say you've got all three of Liam Ryan, Giles Langton, and Stephenson, and Stephenson gets dropped this week. Who are you trading? Stephenson, first, second, and third. Stephenson, Giles. Um, so Stephenson then... out one. Yeah, my problem yes. with Giles Langdon is I think he's I think he comes back into that team, but I think he comes through, um, yeah, first. So, um, yeah, I would Langdon I would go Stephenson too. out, Giles, and then yeah. Ryan. I think Ryan's a keep negative eighty eight. Like I'm not getting rid of that. I'm not getting rid of, it. and that's why I'm contemplating getting rid of my loophole option, which was a Lango. Yeah, and getting. To uh, Tim English because over the next six weeks that's going to lead us into the buys. What? what? Nah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I said this earlier. I'm not sure why you're shocked right now. Do you even listen, Brett? I'm just screwed. No, when you speak, I switch <laughs> off. I just go and jump on so Facebook longer, and tune out. Longer to English, right? Ryan out for six to eight weeks will get me a VC option all the way up until the buys, um, and then you know we can do the extra trades through the buys and all that sort of stuff. But the time the buys are over, really, you want your team complete and. You know what? When it comes time to downgrading then someone uh, later on, then I'll go and I'll bring in the best loophole option for, say, rounds 15 to 22. Um, so I think it kind of satisfies me. In that if Stephenson's saying this week, I'm moving right. Because I, I think... No, it's that's a trade. By the time he's back, whoever I've, I've put in there is probably risen 200k or 2, 250, whatever. Back down to Ryan, who's going to rise another 300k. So in that meantime, while you're holding that zero, I've earned myself an extra 200k. Yeah, but you've also burnt two trades. I've also burnt two trades, but I've traded smart early. I haven't smashed trades out early. I don't think you've done it for... Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, it's different. So the, like, the well, how many like... trades are you down now? You're two trades down? <sighs> yeah. And you're going to use two trades this week? Yeah. So you're at 26 I'm at twenty. I got thirty. At the end of the nine, uh, at the end of this week, you're at twenty six. I'm at twenty eight. So yeah, but and how different are teams? But I was real stupid last week. But oh, I there you go. But that's uh, that's irrelevant of the question. So I don't think I'm any further behind, and I'm two hundred k. 
So let me tell you this. You didn't start with Ryan. So what you're going to do is you burnt one trade last week to bring in I Ryan. You're going to burn it. You're going to burn another to trade him out. To and burn another, another to get him in. And I understand that. And I, and I, I do get that. On one That's, yeah, and I've evaluated that. Um, <laughs> but what do you trade. do? I can't predict injuries. Yeah, like bringing in Ryan last week, not thinking, oh, he's going to play one week, then I'll get rid of him again. No, because if I knew that, I wouldn't have brought him in last week. Obviously. Brad. What I'm saying is that four trades on one player just seems extraordinary, particularly when we talk about cash cow here. It's another rookie, and it was I'm trading, bringing in rookies, then I don't care. Like, mm. you know yeah, but you can't mean? be stubborn and be like, oh, I've just brought him in, so I can't trade him. Like, he's here for eight weeks. There's no way I'm using four trades on Ryan. If I trade out Ryan this week, there's no way I'm bringing him back when he's back from injury. That's where I stand on it. Yeah, but that's just you being stubborn. That's not me being stubborn. No, that's me refuse. Well, it's me not using four trades on a bench option. Oh my gosh, this guy's so stubborn, man. No, 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 no. You make me oh, sick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Use four trades on a bench option. Just remember who ran out yeah. of trades into last year, Corey, and you ended up getting yourself relegated from yeah, Divi 1. I'm saying that I'm in front of you <laughs> now in trades, so I'm no further behind doing what I'm doing because you're making silly trades. But yeah, I'm buffing. using other trades to correction or other places. You're using four trades on one player, whereas I've used, say, that's, and three not, at fixed up different positions. That's so. not four either. It's probably three trades. Three max. Three, three max four, if he brings him back in. Nah. But if you bring him back in. Yeah. Right. What's the point in bringing him back in if you're not going to trade him out to cash in on the oh, money he's made? Go up. So one oh to bring God. him back in. So you still got to trade him out then. One. So whether you trade him up or down, you still got to trade yeah, him out. Okay, yeah, so right. you've burnt one to yeah, bring sorry, him in last week. Yeah, you've got to trade right, him out. You've got to bring him back in. You're right. You're right. Quick maths. I hate it when Bomp is right. Yeah, but look, like I said, if Stephenson's out this week, I'm holding Liam Ryan. Um, but if he's not, it's, that's where it is. Like, are you, uh, how, uh, are you 110% confident after eight weeks, Liam Ryan isn't going back to the waffle and he's coming straight back in that team? I don't care where he goes. Honestly, he's coming, he's staying in my team. I'm not trading the Yeah, okay, so hypothetically, he does that. Then he goes back to the waffle and he, he doesn't impress and he doesn't get back into that team. So 11, 12 weeks down the track, you've still got a zero. That's what I'm I, I don't. I don't envision a circumstance where he doesn't impress in the waffle. The bloke impressed yeah, the entire say, year. Say he has his surgery, he drafted. comes back, comes back a little bit slow. Maybe Lack you know he can't confidence. run, puts on a few kilos, needs to get the, the AFL <laughs> body a back. Few kilos, <laughs> bro. If he's not running for that long, <laughs> what's he gonna do? Yeah, no, yeah, vegetarian macas, obviously. Yeah. Like, how are you gonna keep <laughs> AFL fitness when you're not on your feet? Like eight weeks and then. Not up to speed. There's another two, three weeks to get up to speed. All of a sudden, you've had that money sitting on your bench for eleven weeks, and the season's what? almost over. Your upgrading's almost done. What what money have I? What money have I had sitting on my bench? Hundred and ninety k. What? Plus, you could make plus what I downgraded from a player. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. When, when realistically, he's back at the by the time he comes back, is pretty much the time where you want to have a full premium side. But do you understand my perspective of that? If I'm holding Ryan. Alango's moving to English, right? I just, yeah, I just don't yeah. think he's generating okay, enough Ryan money. Ryan then becomes a V. So he's serving a purpose in my team. It's not just money sitting on a bench. He's serving a purpose in my team still. But he's a dead spot on your bench, man. Like he's not a he's not a dead spot because the other, the other argument to that bombs is it's also a two hundred k swing. What you're doing, you're going you're going Alango to English. So you're spending eighty k. Rather than going Ryan down to like Mitchell Croden, which would get you 80k. So yeah, 160, 160k. Yeah. 
Bro, I don't English understand how like no one started with Team English. That guy was always gonna average hundred, man. Like just the most obvious thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like it. Smart. Um, but look, that like that's enough on Liam Ryan. It, we'll, we'll revisit it in eight weeks and see where he's at. Um, and then yeah, it'll be a bit of a told you so from there. Um, I can't even remember whose question we're at because uh, that went right to it. John Fun Loving Hines, best rookie option for Liam Ryan. Look for me if you can, Ed Richards. If not, probably Croden. Um, yep, if you agreed. Buffer, just hold. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, here, this is a good one. Have uh, ZGL, Stephenson, and Ryan. Assuming Stephenson gets dropped, who do I trade for? And I can't DPP. He wants to know if it's Jack Higgins or against ahead of the rest. Yep. Was that yes? Higgins ahead of Croden. Yeah, so Higgins ahead of Croden and who's the other one? Henry. Yep, Yep. Higgins ahead of them too. He's got to move two of them though, doesn't he? No, 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 well, he's just asking which one. I don't think Higgins is ahead of Croden. No, I'll take Croden because you know you're going to get three weeks out of him. I'd also take Croden. Higgins was good though. Don't get me wrong, he was good. You, t- you take the bubble boy did, each time if he's decent. What did he get score? 60-odd? 62, I think. Was yeah. that from two goals? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's all right. Um, Jackson Alexander-Smith, thoughts on Jared Lyons. Brett, coming to you because I know he's oh. been your boy for a long time. Yeah, I ran him last year. And, um, <laughs> what was this, averaging? Oh, yeah, last year, year before. When he was a Ford, he was averaging like 90-something. Yeah. And I picked him up at like 300K. And it was wonderful all the way through. And then I was like holding. And I really didn't want to get rid of him. Finally pulled the trigger, got rid of him, and then he went and scored like three one thirties in a row, and really annoyed me because I would have won games. But I like Jared Lyons; he's sitting in that midfield. Um, he's just about their best midfielder, which is I don't know, no knock on Jared Lyons, but that's a, a pretty lack of lacking depth midfield. If that makes sense, no, the wording was pretty poor there. The only problem is he's mid only, um, and I don't think you can be running. Uh, Jared, bringing in Jared Lyons now to run for the rest of the season because he's not going to be top eight and you're going to basically use him to make, what, 80K and then go up to someone at best. You know, he's 520 now. Um, yeah, I think realistically he probably averages 100 flat, which just isn't enough to uh, carry through a season. Yeah, I've got him in my draft team, so he's keeping me happier than yeah. He's their number one midfielder. I think he's going to keep number one midfielder. He's so good. Bombs? Gee, I can't select him um, only because he's his name's Jared Lyons. Like he's yeah. not doing anything to sort of say that, that I don't know. He's doing nothing for me to hate him, but and to, like for me, like I, I like to pick players. You know, when you think about midfield, you think of, you know who's top eight. They're really your top echelon type players. I don't think Lyons is a top echelon type player, but gee, it's not a poor pick, is it? I just I don't think it's going to maintain. I mean, I, I important to know. Important to note, though, they've played the Ruse, the Blues, and the Dockers. So, um, I'm gonna I'd like I'm to gonna... see him against a genuinely good side. And if he goes and has another 35 touches, 10 tackles against, I don't know, a Geelong or a, a Sydney or a Port or someone like that, that's when you probably start taking it seriously. But you don't pull the pin now on a Jared Lines. No, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't be moving heaven and earth to get him in either. I don't think. For sure. For sure. Uh, David Roque is seedsman legit. Bonfa. Yeah, look, let me tell you, listeners, what happened. I um, 
Well, here we go. Yeah, doesn't even pay attention to our conversation. No, I know. I know what happened this time. News he probably um, ha-ha'd I've... the ha-ha'd the... Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> did. <laughs> Riley um, Bonner, good, don't I had a look at Seedsman um, last minute. It's a half hour before the um, Port Adelaide game started, and I said to myself, I don't want Riley Bonner. I, I do not want him. And I had enough money in the bank to go to Seedsman, and I just posted a quick question to these fellas here, and I go, Seedsman or Bonner? Seedsman. And quite clearly, it came back Bonner, and I thought, well, Bonner's, you know, he's obviously going to be highly owned. There's a lot of teams already running him, a lot of teams bringing him in. I thought, I'll play it safe, and I'll get Bonner. And Seedsman came, comes out and goes 110, and Bonner only got 70-something, I think, or something like that. But, man, I like Seedsman. I'll tell you what, um, I think he can, like, go even towards 90 as an average for the entire year. And, um, yeah, no, he's doing absolutely nothing to sort of knock him back. He's about 347, I think, at the moment. He went up about 50K with his first price rise. He's still got a very, very low break even as well, and he's got that 110 sitting in there now for a few weeks. And I think, um, look, he could do a lot worse than pick up Paul Seedsman, that's for sure. Brett? Um, I think we're a week too late. I think going and getting him now is probably just... Pointless. I think the only way you could probably do it is if, say, Riley Bonner gets injured or something like that. You just want to go sideways or something like that. But I don't see a situation where bringing in Seisman is going to really benefit you too much. I think, I, yeah, 90 probably where he tops out. And, yeah, I just don't don't think you can bring him in now. strongly agree. It was last week of bust for me. He's not top six, so, yeah, not a chance. Uh, can Luke Ryan keep his form potential top six defender? Bombs. Oh, the other one that I'm fucking going nuts for at the moment is Luke Ryan as well, actually. He's doing this off um, low possession numbers, like just around 20 possessions uh, is kind of all he's getting per game. But what he's doing, though, is giving us real consistent numbers. Uh, he gets a lot of intercepts. They like even just chipping the ball sideways, this fellow. And with scores of 92, 106, and 114, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I think he can do it. And I think he's going to be someone that I'm going to be very close to bringing in potentially even in a, like, you know, four or five weeks. I, I really, really like the Liam Ryan pick. He's coming up against uh, GWS this year. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Keeping you guys on your toes. This is just an omen now. So I really Get like Luke Ryan. together. Um, he's played GWS once in his entire career, and uh, he scored 136 on them as well. So And he's got them this week. So... Oh, just is certainly, if you ever want to utilise your watch list, this is someone you want to have on your watch list for sure. Yeah, heaps stinking watch list. He is yeah. everything that we thought Nathan Wilson was going to be going across there. <laughs> yeah. That's Luke Ryan. He is a jet. He is a gun, and yeah, he's in my watch list. Um, and I think I've got a weird feeling that he's going to be one of those players who finishes top six. Mm. He's good. His use off halfback is incredible. Um, yeah. And I don't see that going slowing down. Bretta? Yeah, he has a genuine shot to be top six. And I don't think it's um, on the back of me being super confident in him. I just think he's in that mix of players that could. And, yeah, as we said last week, one and two are sort of locked in. Well, they were. Elliot Yo, who knows what's going on there. But then um, it's just such a, a bad mix after that. He could absolutely be top six this year. I tell you right now, if I had a fat water cash this week sitting in my bank still and I could go one up, one down, Luke Ryan would be coming into my team. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I'll go get him. Maybe I'll trade out Zach Merritt for it. No, it would have been... You, no, I wouldn't be doing do that. It would have been like... I mean, if I had 200k sitting in the bank and I was moving Liam Ryan and Stephenson this week, um, or like, yeah, I'd, I'd have like a midfield swing 
and I'd be gone probably getting Richards and um, uh, and Luke Ryan. I, uh, Franklin? I'm pretty confident. Well, I think Luke Ryan's price right now is achievable. I don't think you can get Franklin unless you move to Primo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because he's uh, he's a hundred k cheaper than Franklin. So, I mean, if I could go out and get Franklin, it'd be buddy all the way, um, hundred percent. So he'd be just about top three player in the AFL right now on current form, wouldn't he? Probably sitting third. Nah, buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, he's, yeah. I think he's top three in time. You you mean in normal form, not supercoach form? Yeah. Normal form. Normal form. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's probably almost one of the. Yeah, the best. Um... I'm actually having a look here. You know, I can actually afford Davies Uniaki to Ryan by flicking Finlayson to the midfield. That you all of a sudden has now become not conforming. You would do it. Really like You're it. scared. We'll You're scared. Pop for scared. Should go get Seedsman. Uh, oh. Bro, as soon as this guy gets Ryan, he probably just drops out of my watch list. Yeah. <laughs> um... well, I dare you. Go pick Ryan. Do it. Uh, Done. He's in. Tony Gamma, when looking at trading now, should we be looking at best possible trade versus buy structure? Brett? Best possible trade. Ignore the buys. Just expect your team to be good enough to win two out of three. Bombs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Um, William Patrick, anyone a must get in at the moment or a must jump off at at the moment? No. Oh, well, I'm off merit, so I can't really say no to that, but yeah. There's no, no ons, no. There's no real ons at the moment. Uh, Sam Webster, how many weeks do we keep Bonifor? Well, until his break-even kind of matches his output, I would have thought. Yep. Yep, I'm the same. Do you think he can get that average back up? Yeah, for sure. He'll have another 100 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Cantilia, Ablett out, McRae in, question mark, Brett? Love it. News has just been filtered through as well that Ablett will, will be a two-week hamstring injury. It's a pretty standard hamstring. Maybe they'll be cautious and go to three weeks as well. Does that change yeah, anything? I'd, I'd, I'd just take McRae. That's so safe. Yeah, McRae's incredibly safe. Um, yeah, it's hard because if it's two weeks, if I know for sure it's two weeks, I'm hold. But if I know for sure it's three weeks, I'm trade. It's really what you what you feel, how many weeks you'll be out for. It'll be safe. What's their fi- Can someone bring their fixture up? Tell me where their next three are. Because if they're going into state, he's not going. He's not playing. Yeah. yeah. Geelong. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I don't think nah, finally everything. St Kilda Kilda's coming back from injury. He's not. St Kilda. Then they play Port in Port. Yeah. And then the big one, the important one, they play at home against Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. The after's also at home. Dow or. <laughs> Wow, this is incredible. Scott Warwick, Dow LDU out for Dusty. Oh, LDU out. out. Dow out. Oh, I don't know. Flip a coin. That's dirt. <laughs> uh, Brad, I reckon, yeah. reckon Dow was was actually half decent in the second half against Collingwood. For the first time, it felt like he was actually up and around the midfield and he was touching the ball and getting involved in a few chains. Haven't seen that from LDU yet. That's why I say LDU out. Did you watch the week before? I did. Buddy, no, it was good the week was before. Bloody great the week before, Bonds. So get your Carlton scarf off. I wouldn't say he was great. He was. He was very, very good the week before. 
<laughs> His game the week before was better than any game Paddy Dow's played this year. Why are you yelling? Agreed. Yeah, he is yelling. Uh, Brad Porter, what's going on with Beams? Um, well, he was out. What did he get? Illness, wasn't it? Sick, yeah. yeah, I think it was a, illness. Yeah, something like that. So he'll be back this week. Yeah. Brett? Back in this. Oh, I don't know. I just know he didn't play and he's been struggling. So. Yeah. And I'd probably trade him. 69 and 59 in his first two games. So he hasn't dropped money yet. He's 557. Maybe Booby Bond. His break yeah. in is 203. Go fix that. Yeah. Especially probably, if we don't yeah. have Canelio. Just go down to Canelio, make some cash, and get the pick. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I know we went to this, but I just want to touch on it again. Stephen Beaumont. Merritt has given me a headache. Only used one trade thus far. Should I trade Merritt to Canelio or just hold for the season? Brett? Merritt to Canelio specifically because he's only used one trade. So you can have a couple luxury trades to fix things. Bumps. Yeah, I, I would trade Zero, just not to Canelio. I'd go to someone else. Why not to Canelio? Well, why do you hate him? I don't think Canelio is top eight. Dude's averaging 125. He's cheap. Yeah, so you know what that means when he br- he has to bring his average down to like one ten, probably even under that for the year, based on he's what I think Kelly. his average is going to be. He's better than Kelly. That's huge call. No, he's not. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not. Still <laughs> ignoring. Yeah. Um, I'm still old merit, but yeah. Uh, Harry no. Lee, Jeremy Gavin, when he was a pod blop in my face, hold or put <laughs> a trade to get Fife in the mids. I don't know. See, that's Fife. That's a correct. No, no, who's he got? Like. Who's he got? Jeremy Gavin. No oh, brainer. Yeah. yeah, go do that. Yeah, if you, especially if you've got trades. Uh, Brendan Dance, thoughts on grabbing McRae over Bont? Oh, just wait. It was a little bit of lag there, yeah, Bont. Could you just one? repeat that? Oh, sorry. I, have, I said I have to say yes. To McRae. Over Bont. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Just like, I just love hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me too. The fact that Bond played full forward and ruck on the weekend, if I was a Bond over, it would scare the shite out of me. Mm. That is a great connection trade. Uh, thoughts on Robinson? Actually, in saying that, you know, we'll say do that, someone will go do it, and then Bond will come out playing the guards and score 160. So take what we say with a grain of salt. Apologies to Minangola owners last week as well. Um, <laughs> Robinson looked like he played well in the guts and can maintain a 90 to 100 average F6 I would wait for Robinson uh, I'd wait on him too yeah just wait don't do anything silly to get him in yeah um, what length of time can we consider holding Ryan seems such a waste of trade with his break even Bumps you are regardless of time frame yeah well not regardless because he's out for 12 weeks I yeah. probably wouldn't hold that but the news is six to eight. So best case scenario, six. Worst case scenario, eight. I don't think he comes back through the twos. I'm holding. Right. I think worst case scenario is probably 10 or 11. I don't think so, that happens. Though. Yeah, but there's the chance, and I'm not willing to bet my season on that. Well, worst case scenario, six, eight. worst case scenario, surgery goes wrong. His whole career shot, Brett. That's worst case scenario. Wow. Yeah, really I know, but like I don't six to eight, that he's that healthy again. Either. He's playing footy again. <laughs> it's 6-8 six, six and he's healthy again and then there's always a chance that you know that 6 uh, to say he gets to 8 comes back he's not coming straight to that side without any match fitness nah, see, I don't there's see 9 it. struggles the first week that becomes 10 maybe really gets going maybe West Coast are in form by then and flying he hasn't got a spot there then maybe week 11 gets back like it's realistic that he just pushes out to 11 weeks and I'm not willing to bet against that I think he's a shoo-in to come back when he's fit you're going to have to bet on him. 
Oh, uh, that's what I'm going, and that's why I'm holding it. Yeah, this is this is an internal decision. This has to come from your own self research. This can't come from us, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, I reckon. Uh, I'll go out. I reckon it can come from us. I'm going to say it can come from me and hold the guy. <laughs> you haven't got one thing right so far. <laughs> hey. This is the one. This, this is the one, man. That's a bit unfair, that one. No, I'm just <laughs> teasing. Relax. Wait, what has uh, what has Bonfer got right this season? Anything? Well, I've got that you're a cockhead. I've got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Scott, green out four. If we sell, who do we sell? You don't sell. He's playing this week, I'm pretty sure. It was a late oh, I was the thinking. Week before. I was thinking Josh Green in my head for some reason for a second there. No, was, Toby, yeah, Toby. Yeah, Toby. Um, yeah. And Boyle reports he could have almost played on the weekend last weekend, couldn't he? Yeah, he yeah. trained on the day and he was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it was more precautionary. Um, with Hogan running through the mids, impact on Oliver's output for the rest of the year. This is Aspie in no. Theros. Not at all. No, nah, he's not taking minutes off Oliver. He's just with those guys who rotate forward, so don't yeah. worry about that. Don't look at uh, last week's game. Follow like he got tagged by Kataga, so... He had two sub-100 games last year, and there's one of them out of the way this year already. Um, Ross McRae, can you do a review of who you each said to trade and hold to see how your advice goes and run it a tally for the year? Okay. Well, Ross, if you listen to the podcast, you can actually do the review for us if you want. Let us know how we are. So... We know all the ones we get wrong because they get brought up by all the people in the comments yeah, section exactly. every week. So. Um, look, Menegola. That's, Menegola, that's yeah. the one we got wrong. So. The, the, the tough part about that, Ross, is because we can say something and then we can make a completely different change on a Friday, especially Bonfus. So, um, mm. Even an hour later. Yeah, even during... <laughs> Even once he said it. Um, yeah, and look, I mean, Menegola now, if Ablett comes in now, so he could be all right again. I still don't see Menegola finishing top six. Uh, that was just our Facebook question, so we'll quickly breeze through some uh, Twitter ones. Um, I'm glad you're on the ball with the questions this week. Usually we're struggling, but yeah, you're all over st- quite proud of you, to be honest. I skipped a lot of questions that we had already answered because I was just uh, reading through. Why are rookies like... This is JT, if I just said Like, Richards and Croden ready now and not in two weeks when we need them for a maxed-out Norton or Brayshaw. Yeah, it makes me yeah. sick. Yeah, uh, I hate is, the ones that get picked around too. This is a good one. This is for you, boys. This is at Rooster Coach, who uh, answered one of his... Media leagues. Uh, will at CV redeem himself um, in the R Club Championship Media League after getting pipped by the Supercoach Goat last week by 159 points? Probably when not. he takes nah, on no yours chance. truly. Uh, and I've replied with, nah, I'm shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're there. Uh, Aiden Amenta. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're at. at a and a Scott, a mental one. Worth getting on Richards this week or hold fire, wait to see how Caulfield backs up and then go from there. Who's a better rookie pick, Caulfield or Richards? Do take price into account. I think you got to pick one and unfortunately you got to pick him this week. you got to make that decision this week. You don't get an extra look at it because... Well, um, oh, that. actually, no, because and you, also Richards, I guess, if he goes up, what, 40K next week, he'll be at the same price as Caulfield. Mm-hmm. So I take back everything I've said in the last 20 seconds and I apologise. I, I go Caulfield. I'm just flat out on Caulfield. I'm probably going to end up with both of them. 
I'm probably going to end up with neither. <laughs> uh, and Boffer's got the grind, so... Uh, <laughs> Lol. Uh, this is from Benny Osmond uh, at the Benos94. First predicted rookie trade-out for the lock four. Kelly, Holman, Dodie, and Finlayson. Who do you guys think will be the first to go? In order, one to four. Holman. Uh, Holman will go first. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Um, I'm going Holman, I think Finn, I was... Dodie, Kelly. Yeah, probably the exact same four. I was just going to say Finlayson and Dodie. It's a sort of, you're splitting hairs, but Kelly's easily the one you hold the longest. Yeah. Brenner, our boss? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Uh, I think, yeah, just Holman, Holman probably floats around 70 to 80, which I think will be the similar to Dodie and Finlayson, but midfielders, you can generally, you know, move on to someone else more quickly than defenders. And you know what, this is early predictions, because what, what you've got to factor in as well is when are the next rookies coming through? What are the break-evens? You've got, to, you've got to factor all that in. That's something we can't tell you what they're going to be like in six weeks right now. Just a guess. Yep. Uh, Carl Dixie, Langdon to Richards via Sicily DPP. Yep. Yeah, love it. Yeah, me too. Um, Nathan Ma at Nathan Ma one. What do you do with Adam Trelaw? <sighs> he played. He's playing on the forward line, isn't he, man? Yeah. Um, he's looking good too. Just hold, write it out. He, he's going at a hundred, so you hold that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree as well. Uh, Matthew Mentor worth trading up Brayshaw for Richards via DPP, so I can start with. Mario Richards on field instead of uh, one of Fogarty, Bray, Shaw, or Banfield. I yep. like it. Brett? Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jalen Green at Yowie1603. Josh Kelly uh, been pretty mediocre by his standards. Low disposal last few games. I didn't start with Titch or Cornelio. Too, e- too early to ditch Kelly for one of these two. Yes, you don't trade Josh Kelly. Agreed. Yeah, unfortunately, even though it is Tom Mitchell, you're going to have to find another way to get him, I think. Um, mm. How cheap will Dangerfield oh, get? Man, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, how cheap will Dangerfield get? When is the optimal time to jump on the pig? 6.50 and optimal time round one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually with Brett there. Yeah. Um, Once I think, his break even is think... 1.50, that's it. You don't wait any longer. Yeah, but even if he hits one fifty, like that's staying at that price and then going up the week after. So I think that's one. But you want that one fifty score. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good point. Yeah. Once his break even is one fifty, get him. Yeah. I and the whole the whole thing, the whole mentality. Oh, you're saving yourself ninety k. It's like, well, yeah, you're saving yourself ninety k, but you're also missing out on four, five, like hundred and twenty scores guaranteed locked in. Like, I'll take the one twenties. And not to mention over the next couple of weeks now that Gaz is out too. Oh, here we go. Like... Kicking off. This is vice captain and captain is going to become handy. So, Brett, just be prepared. Each week we do a vice captain and captain segment on this podcast. Um, just so it doesn't take you by surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I'll, I'll get to that when it comes around, you know. FM 1717. Is Callum Sinclair the real deal? Three good scores and third highest scoring ruckman so far. Uh, boss? No. No. Nah. Um, also, is Ed Richards worth bringing in for an all-rookie backline for Norton? Yes. Hashtag Bonsflog. Don't hate it. 
I think don't I hate it for his old rookie backline. But I don't mind the fact that we've still got a couple of cash gains on Norton as well. Yeah, if you've, if you've held Norton, why don't Yeah, especially Neil, he's actually looking better. Um, after the big four, who is the fifth most likely to finish in the top six? Similar to McCray. Four, but just saying, eh? Oh, man, Jesus. Um, I, want to, I want to say Gibbs, but I'll go McCray. I can't believe Oliver and Kelly have dropped so badly after one week of just mediocrity. I'll say Oliver. I will also say Clayton Oliver. I'll, um, I'll run McCray. He's my boy. Uh, someone actually at Adrian Salt, what's the trade billings rubbish? Tell the fans to hold. I just wanted to have it to someone else from there. Jimmy C, this is the last question. Need a replacement for Gabs. Have Dusty Titch waiting for danger to drop. We'll grab round five to six as well. So considering Oliver Gibbs, McCray, Kelly, help. Hashtag bombs flog. So you're grabbing McKay, McCray, Brett. Oh, Oliver's cheaper now than McCray, so I'll probably go Oliver. Even with the scores? Wow. Bumps, Gibbs? Oh. Yeah, Gibbs probably, yeah. And I'm Clary. Yeah. I don't mind them all. Vice captain and captain options this week, Bonfar. Well, you'd think this one would be easy, wouldn't you? You'd think you'd go Martin against uh, Brisbane Lions. But let me tell you something about Dusty Martin. He played them twice last year in what was, you know, his unbelievable season for a total of 165 points in both games. Wow. So I'm going to avoid Dustin Martin. He scored 111 and 54 in the, in two games he played them last year. So I'm going to avoid Dustin Martin this week, which just complicates things a little bit because it's kind of like, well, where do you go to next? Because Tom Mitchell only plays an hour before Dangerfield, so you don't want to be really running that one. So then we're going to have to turn to Fife. But then Fife's got GWS. So this week is actually, I think, uh, really, really complex. There are two options, though, that I that I think are viable here. Um, and I'm going to go very unique, and I'm going to say Gibbs against uh, Collingwood could be could be a good one. Um, but the one I'm more likely, I think, to take than, than anything else would be probably Buddy VC against the Dogs. Yeah, really like that, actually. Um, and Captain? Oh, into Dangerfield, sorry. Not Tom Mitchell? No, Dangerfield's got Saints. Oh, look, it depends on my league matchup, I mean, like... like my opponent's just going to captain Mitchell or whatever, and I'll just go and match him if it looks likely for me to win. But I'm happy enough going Dangerfield into... Um, oh, sorry, going into Dangerfield against the Saints. Um, is that at Skilled, that game, or is that game at Eddie had? Either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, Dangerfield's a beast wherever he plays. Breda? Um, I don't actually have a loophole, so... That's kind of irrelevant for me. I got a, I think I got a four apart from Lee Ryan. Oh, and I got Giles Langdon, so I could maybe loophole Rory Laird. I know that hurts, um, but say I did, say I had a Lango or one of those, one of those guys, or if I was holding Liam Ryan, I love the buddy vice captain. I think this is a game. He's in the form of his life. Um, I think that's the easy pick. You take a punt because you know you got the safe backup of a Titch or a Dangerfield, and I prefer Titch against Melbourne. I think it's just, I think Danger has. The ceiling, teacher's safe. Can I ask you a question, Brad? If you do already have Tim English, are you not more inclined to hold Liam Ryan? Uh, no, not at all. I reckon I would be if I'd started with Tim English. 
Um, oh, I'd yeah, yeah. further ahead. I'll just get further ahead. And Bye. I'd use him as my loot. But look, that's yeah, that's your call. Um, I'm going to say one other thing. The the thing I didn't even add before about Ryan is imagine the next six to eight weeks being at a loophole um, for number six. That's always handy. Mm. Um, yeah. Another benefit of holding him. Um, if with the vice captain, before I give you mine, what would Tom Mitchell have to be on at half time for you to consider taking him? 70. Nah, probably comfortable with 60. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my options... I don't mind Rory Laird against Collingwood as well. I think uh, I think they'll just let him off the chain. Um, Josh Kelly against uh, Frio as well. I don't mind. And even Matty Cruiser to back up his form. His shocking form last week. Um and go against Goldie as well. Just around the ground, I think he's uh, he might have that much up. So I think this week I might go, yeah, maybe a cruise into uh, probably Tom Mitchell uh, at the moment. But even so, um, and mine will come down to match up with my cash league. Um, Did you guys, um, do you reckon Don Barry gets dropped? No. Uh, not now because Power Pepper's out. It, the, I don't think they're going to make, they're going to make as little change as they can to that poor team I reckon throughout the year they're going to keep it consistent unlike every other club in the AFL uh, yeah, I don't reckon he was far off it but I think now with uh, Thingo being back that's going to help mm. uh, Bons what if O'Shea gets named this week well if O'Shea gets named this week gee that becomes an option next week then doesn't it oh, he's only <laughs> I love one. that he's only played one he got played uh, one and he got dropped that's right so uh, yeah no, we'll wait on that one next week he surely has to come back in surely <sighs> God knows what they're going to do. I don't know. Boys, anything God else, Dad? Yes, we've got our challenge update, which oh, you seem to forget to every, every single week. week for <laughs> uh, so Sicily um, did not play, so maintains an average of 93. I'm not sure how that works, because we should have had some penalty involved in for not playing in there, but nah. all right, whatever, play on. Um, Smith came out and scored 86 this week, which brought his average down to 96.3. So he's still in first place, despite bringing his average down. Sicily was in position two now uh, with the 93 average. And Lloyd on this got an 85, which dragged himself down to 91.6 for an average. So Sicily doesn't play and goes up a position. Go figure that one, brother. Yes. Yeah, oh, I think it's smart. You know, you know you're going to get a couple of weeks off with Sicily. Smart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm All right, Alita. Well, is that it? Uh, sorry. Yeah, that's it, man. Beautiful. All right, Alitas, thanks for listening. As always, good luck this weekend. On uh, behalf of Brett, Bombs, and myself, peace out, community.